Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Again, that's 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site there are completely free. So enjoy those on us as we launch into hour number one of the live Saturday edition of the mm-hmm. program. Um, it is Ian here with you, by the way. And Mark. And you can join us uh, once again, freetalklive.com. Lots to talk about here. Uh, to start things out, we'll go to your local government school. Because this could happen anywhere. And it has happened everywhere. Uh, but specifically, the story is coming out of, uh, of Eagle Point, Oregon. A first grader was suspended this week for what? Um, okay, let me guess. Let's see. Butter knife? Nope. Toy pistol? Mm, getting there, but it's not actually an item. Oh. Well. Drawing a pistol? Drawing. You d- okay, you're getting there. Drew a there. gun? Yeah. No, well, a little more than that. Drew a, drew a shooting? Yes. Okay. Yes. Suspended for drawing a stick figure, shooting another stick figure in the head with a gun, which was probably also a sticky gun, uh, and allegedly threatening students. Little uh, B-U-T-T-E. That's Butte. Yeah. Butte. Little Butte school officials sent six-year-old Ryan Weathers home after receiving complaints from parents saying he threatened their children, said the boy's father, Douglas Weathers. Douglas said he's not a violent kid. He didn't mean any harm. School district officials declined to comment. State, uh, state law bars them from discussing disciplinary actions against specific students. Well, then I would have asked them to discuss... The theoretical suspension of a theoretical student that uh, drew a gun and should, you know, draw someone, drew well, someone getting shot by it. I, 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 I would agree with they you. They never that talk about the drawing of of a gun. Um, you know, the drawing of a kid, you know, doing a, a stu- stick figure shooting is, um, you know, suspension for that. And and it has happened simply for that in the past. It has. In this case, um, however, I, I'm a little concerned about. Uh, uh, little Johnny here um, threatening other students. Yeah, that's certainly a concern. I'm not sure who heard what with that particular right, allegation. We are, we are uh, uh, you know, allowing that uh, you know first graders are saying sure. that he threatened them. Right. It could very well be these two little girls were claiming that the school district again. They're not a, they're not commenting. So we they could tell us more if they had more to tell and wanted to do so, but they don't for whatever reason. The disciplinary uh, report given to the boy's father stated the reason for the suspension was because he threatened to shoot two girls in the head. The drawing was apparently inspired by an episode of The Simpsons, said uh, the boy's father. In in the television cartoon, a character displays a drawing of a student being shot by a gun. I would say that's a stretch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because I remember how I was when I was, oh, this guy's age, uh, I was constantly drawing, you know, tanks and guns and explosions and that sort of thing on the margins of my papers and they didn't have the simpsons back then and i wasn't really watching war movies a whole lot necessarily so i'm not really sure where i got that from i i don't think i was watching r-rated movies by the time i was in first grade oh i know i wasn't i I started watching them by certainly before elementary school was over but uh, certainly not by that time uh, Dad says he understands the concerns the other parents may have but felt the school went too far in suspending his son for a day. He says, you can't blame the parents. I told the principal I agreed that he shouldn't have done the drawing, but suspending him seems like a policy with no intelligence behind it. Well, welcome to the government school system. Uh, the fact is, they 
the zero tolerance thing is a system designed to have no intelligence. There is no thought involved. And the, the school is claiming that they suspended him over the alleged threat, but again, they won't go into details about it. So, and, and as you pointed out, Mark, we have seen story after story where kids will get suspended simply for drawing a, a similar photo or writing a, a, a fictional story, perhaps, uh, about some violence and that sort of thing. And the, the fact is it's zero tolerance is the policy, and what that means is we don't have to think. If there's a picture of a gun, if there's a, a, a knife in the, you know, the boy's lunch box, uh, then suspension, immediate. No, you know, there's no taking into factor the, uh, the, the other things that were going on at the time, maybe the attitude of the uh, youthful offender. No, nothing else is factored in. It's just, oh, gun, drugs, oh, suspension. There's no thinking here. He says they didn't seem to care that he's only in the first grade. Tina Mondale, the district school improvement director, said the issues between the school and the parents involved. She says, we can't give these details out. We deal with every discipline issue on a case-by-case basis. Our main concern is the safety of all the children in our schools. Weathers plans to hold Ryan out of school till early next week and wants a chance to talk to school officials before letting his son attend class. He says, I don't like him being out of school. I'm not sure how this is going to affect how my kid is perceived. They might view him as a violent kid or a terrorist or whatever. And we certainly know that uh, that young children in government schools and in private schools, I mean, just young kids in general, are just mean to each other. They're just mean and nasty. It usually gets worse in, in high school and middle school. But they can be that way in, you know, in elementary school. And, of course, it's been a long time since I've been in elementary school, so who knows how bad it's gotten to at this point. The biggest issue Weathers had with the incident was that his son tried to blame the drawing on another kid. He said, lying is a big problem for me. No matter what happens, I tell, I tell him to tell the truth. I told him he was wrong for trying to lie. Weather says he owns a handgun, but he keeps it in a safe storage facility. says, my son's never even seen my three fifty seven. Says he's looking forward to discussing the matter with his teacher. Up until then, the boy's future at the school is up in the air. Hmm. So, kind of an interesting story. I don't know if I believe the threat about shooting the girls in the head, but nonetheless, that seems like an aside to me. I can see, I can definitely see a a young boy saying, I'm going to shoot you in the head. I I can see that. Um, But I don't think that that is anything like... uh, Suspension or uh, expulsion, which they were suggesting, up in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that's that's too much. I think drawing a picture that uh, you know, a stick figures shooting each other. No, sorry. I spent a great deal of my uh, youth drawing pictures of uh, guns shooting things, whether those guns were on airplanes or tanks. or I, I, I drew guns on dinosaurs, for God's sake. <laughs> I'd, I'd put a gun on anything. Yeah. I mean, that's what little boys do. They, they love implements of death. And, you know, sorry. If you give them some Barbie dolls to play with, they'll grab them by the heads and, and fence with them like sabers. Yeah, I don't know what the, again, since the school refuses to comment on the situation, I'd like to know maybe a little bit more about what surrounded this. You know, how, um, when he got in trouble for this violation, how obvious was it to the rest of the class? You know, did the did the teacher make a big deal out of it, or did she quietly send him to the office? Because, as his father suggests, he, he's concerned that his son is going to be treated as, you know, a potential terrorist mm-hmm. when he comes back in. And I can totally envision his classmates saying, you know, derogatory things towards him in that manner, and which, of course, 
could actually cause him to draw more violent pictures and uh, say more uh, violent things. And I could very well. I just feel like maybe if this had been handled a little differently, instead of a suspension, which is going to draw everyone's attention to the to the issue. Whereas if he had just turned in this, or if he'd been caught drawing this picture and there was an issue with that, or he needed to be talked to, or had somehow some way disciplined, I think it could have been done in a way that might have involved less attention being drawn to him and his infraction. You know, if you just take him out of the, the, the class and have a discussion with him, maybe take away his recess privilege for a day or something like that, where he's not actually out of class for an entire day and kids are going to start talking about, you know, why is little Johnny not in class today? That sort of thing. Because I don't think that you want, uh, I don't think you want the first grade rumor mill uh, cranking out stuff on this issue. No, I, I, I think that I would have to, abs- have to absolutely agree. So, I don't know, if you want to chime in here as uh, perhaps a parent or somebody who uh, you have a story. Maybe you were in school and you got into some trouble. I can give you an example, Mark. When mm-hmm. I was in fourth, I think it was fourth grade, there was a writing assignment, a fictional story. I had to write a little fiction book thing. Mm-hmm. And I liberally uh, lifted plots and characters from, uh, <laughs> you know, movies like... Uh, Predator and things like that, some of my favorite movies at the time, and sort of combined them all together into a book. That wasn't what the issue was uh, that the, the teacher Which had. In, in and of itself is some level of creativity. What, plagiarism? Yeah. I mean, we, you know, the Belize, don't believe for a second that, uh, that, that books aren't essentially a compilation of, of uh, you know, stories that are out there already. Absolutely. Well, anyway, the teacher took me aside. I got a, like a B- minus on the book, but she had a talking to me about all the violence in the book. She wanted to make sure I was okay and that, you know, I didn't have any problems or whatever. But that's where it ended. There was no punishment. There was no going to the office. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free. So enjoy those, including the bulletin board system with over 300,000 posts. In fact, you were posting on there a few moments ago, Mike. I was. I was uh, defending myself from from rabid posters. Indeed. And there's a lot of fun stuff and serious issues to be found there. Just go to bbs.freetalklive.com to get interactive. It's free, of course. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Also, Free Talk Live listeners, the moment you've been waiting for is now. I've been mentioning, you know, we've mentioned the Liberty Forum a few times up until this point, but... We haven't really gone into high gear to help promote the event yet. That's because we were waiting for a little bit of promotional material. And here it is. Exclusive for Free Talk Live listeners. And this weekend only, get 25% off registration, meals, t-shirts, and anything else you buy when you sign up for the Free State Project's New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Space is filling up fast, so register now. Use code 2008FTL altogether. 2008FTL to get your 25% off. That's a pretty sweet deal. Last year's uh, percentage off was only like 10 or 15%. This year it's 25% off, but only if you register this week or this weekend at freestateproject.org/libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org/libertyforum. It's going to be a great event. I'm really looking forward to being there. Oh yeah. Uh, we're going to be there and so many other uh, libertarian, liberty-oriented luminaries including uh, our buddy Jim Babka, uh, Bernard von Nott- House is going to be there. Gardner Goldsmith, our very own uh, sometimes co-host on the show. 
Uh, let's see, Bob Schultz from We the People, Carla Howell, uh, Barry Cooper, who we've also had on the program mm-hmm. and have, have never had a chance to meet in person, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Senator Sununu. Um, <laughs> I just yeah, I'm not sure why that, that he's going to be there. Senator, Senator Sununu confusing votes very libertarian um, in the, uh, the Senate. He's uh, been rated by the Republican Liberty Caucus rather high, and if you're going to court politicians... Yeah, he voted for the Patriot Act. Yes, I understand he did. So I, I think they're going to have. Uh, I don't really even want to go there. Eight hundred two five nine. I would have. I wouldn't have mentioned him in the first place. But if politicians excite you, Senator Sununu will be there too. All right. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go into the phone calls here, and then we'll give you an even more disturbing gun-related story. We started with the you know young man, first grader. Getting in trouble, getting suspended for drawing a picture of someone being shot with a gun. Well, then we'll tell you what's going on in Boston. And if you know Massachusetts, you know it's not good in regards to guns. But first, let's talk to Adam in Seattle. Adam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello, guys. Hey, what's Adam. on your mind? Uh, for those of you who have not been paying attention, in the last 24 hours on eBay, one ounce silver Ron Paul Liberty dollars have been going for 250 350 even as high as 550 Federal Reserve dollars. Wow. Yeah, I heard that actually the 550 number was more like a buy it now situation, right? Uh, no, that was an auction. It was an auction. Okay. The uh, buy it now prices seem to be around 250. Now, okay, what you're referring to is earlier this week, the Liberty Dollar, one of our sponsors on the show, and just a great overall organization that produces real value-backed currency. It's an alternative private currency that aims to compete with the completely unbacked Federal Reserve notes that you probably have sitting in your wallet right now. So mm-hmm. real um, silver, and it th- th- comes in two forms. There's the the, the um, specie form, the, the piece, an actual piece of silver, one ounce piece, and then there's the, uh, the paper forms. Well, their home office got raided, and the federal government took everything. They took all the metal that was backing the paper currency. They took all of the uh, the species that they had there, the, the actual uh, silver pieces and the copper and the platinum and the gold, everything they had. They just took from them. And it was a pretty outrageous situation. We talked about it quite a bit. If you missed it, you can grab the archive from earlier this week at freetalklive.com. But you're saying that basically this is now... It's not necessarily contraband, because if it were contraband, then eBay would probably be taking those auctions down. But it's a, uh, it's a, a prohibited item by, by virtue of the fact the federal government has confiscated most of them uh, that, were at the, that were at the home office. So now you're saying the value has gone up dramatically. I mean, this is just an ounce of silver that's selling for $200, right? Yep, and I, I stand corrected. It was a buy-it-now situation for the, uh, the, high, the high price. Okay. Now, you say these uh, are the Ron Paul dollars. Do you know if just regular Silver Liberties, the uh, Liberty Dollars normal product, are those going for anything extra at all? Uh, I haven't checked that. I assume they're not, probably not going for as high. As not the Ron not Paul nearly dollars. as high, but they are going for more, um, like 50 bucks and stuff like that. I've seen. Interesting. Very good. Anything else you wanted to yeah. share tonight? I Just imagine if you were the bureaucrat guarding the evidence room, the temptation for a few of those to go missing. Oh, man. And it really, I mean, how is <laughs> – that's a great point, Adam, because we've certainly talked about plenty of uh, cop corruption over time. Usually it involves uh, drug seizures and, and cash seizures from drug dealers. But, but that evidence room is just – it's just a vault full of well, great things. And a seizure – 
And a seizure is a seizure. And it, it, the way it works is they seize drugs or cash, or in this case, gold and silver, and then they have to write up a form, right? They, they're government, so they have their paperwork they have to fill out. And the paperwork says, okay, well, here's what we seized, here's how much of what we seized, and then I've signed my name down at the bottom. Well, all you have to do is just siphon some off the top before you fill out the form. I mean, Bernard von Nuthaus may have an inventory of what he had in his store, but that's just his claim versus their claim, and they're the government. So it's not like, I mean, if some of the stuff disappears, it's not really anything Bernard von Nuthaus can do about that, mm-hmm. the man behind the Liberty Dollar. So, yeah. And they we, made a point to take all the records, too. That's right. They got their computer files, too. So, I mean, who knows what kind of damage they're going to do. We've read stories also where the government will take people's computers and then they'll return the computer eventually if if a court case is won, but the hard drive has been trashed. You know, so it's just you can't expect anything to come back in its original form. It's it's absolutely outrageous. And uh, and that's a great point, Adam. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. So, so you just go to eBay and look um, look up Ron Paul dollar. I guess. Yeah. Ron Paul, Ron Paul. Silver Liberty, Ron Paul Liberty dollar. Something I don't know like why that. you look for silver because I've got gold and platinum. And yeah. Ron Paul. Maybe too. maybe just Ron Paul Liberty dollar that that might find it. So. So it would be pretty easy for these federal government goons to uh, take a few of these and go and sell them on eBay. Hopefully they're not listening and won't get any wise ideas. Yeah. 800-259-9231. It was an outrageous situation. It continues to be. Uh, and we, we might tell you a little bit more about how you can help out uh, later later tonight. Let's go in the, to the phones in the meantime. Talk to Paula in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello there. Yeah. Hi, hon. Uh, to remind people to call their state attorneys also. Because that's what the rep said for us to do. Regarding okay. uh, the the Liberty Dollar situation. Yeah, yeah. If they now, what is the state attorney going they... to do about this? Because this is illegal. Is what's happened. Well, it's the federal government that did it, though, Paula. So well, how is the state prob- attorney going to do anything? It was probably, and a judge is probably going to end up coming down because of this. But the thing is, is that we got just. They said, make sure you call your state attorney. Okay. Well, okay. But that's anyway, I want to ask you too. There is a website for executive orders. And there is an executive order that the president made about taking all the dangerous stuff out of our food and sending inspectors over to other countries to make sure it doesn't come back over to here. And so there's supposed to be an executive order, and we need to find have somebody find this and um, get it up on the web. And why is that? Because people need to make sure that he's done this because he came on TV himself and said this was going to happen. Oh, Paula, 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 you really think the president's going to well, keep you safe from po- food poisoning? We're going to get him in trouble because Please. he said it on national TV, on C-SPAN. Yeah, he's the president. The he won't is... get in trouble. They don't do that to presidents anymore. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. It's not the government that keeps you safe from bad food. It's the marketplace. And we... Well, we can come back with more. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show... Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is 
Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Shrine of Female Listeners is there. The dozens of ladies have taken the time to send us their validated photos. To prove they listen to the show, head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. And I've got to remember, somebody sent me an email. I don't know why I never even thought about this before. We need to invite Paula to send a picture in for the shrine. We should. Of course, she doesn't have internet, so she'd actually have to give us a photograph, and we'd have to scan it in, but I'd do it. Yeah. I'd do it if she sent one in. Be worth doing. All right, so uh, so go to shrine.freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents, like your will or a living trust. In minutes, LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. LegalZoom.com. 1-800-259-9231. Let's continue with the phone calls. Talk to Bill in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hey, Bill. Hi. I'll probably be the only one calling in from my town because we just uh, got you for 30 minutes, and then they switched over to the basketball. Uh, dreaded sports. I know, and I have no computer, so I'm not going to be able to hear the rest of your show. Oh, well. Um, I wanted to mention quickly about uh, if I could get two things you know, discussed. Certainly, certainly. Um, one is about the gold, and I'll tell you, I mean, I, I sympathize with you guys, and I understand everything about the Federal Reserve notes, but I tell you, I really um, – I think the people are foolish buying this gold and silver stuff because, you know, what do they, what do they take at the grocery store? I want you to take a gold coin to the grocery store and try to buy some groceries. They'll laugh at you. Well, okay. <laughs> I see your point, and you're correct. Um, right now, it's not really practical to go and try to purchase a basket full of groceries with gold or silver. But I can tell you that if you've got some silver coins in your, you know, safe or your safe deposit box or something like that, and if indeed, or when rather, the dollar does finally plunge down even further, possibly close to zero, uh, if hyperinflation ever sets in, you're going to be damn happy you've got some, you're, that you're sitting on some silver uh, and gold. Because at that point, uh, people are going to be looking for something else besides the Federal Reserve note to, uh, to transact business with. Under that scenario, you'd be completely correct, but it can go the other way. Remember, when when gold and silver goes down, they st- they stay down for a long time. It, they, they, they did. They did certainly when they went down in the '80s. That's absolutely true. Yes, but gold and silver always, uh, you know, pretty much will always have value at least until they're not useful in society and in an industry anymore. So even if they go down in value, that's not necessarily a terrible thing. You're still holding value at to some level, whereas with the dollar, it continues to drop in value. There's the dollar hasn't ever gone up in value since uh, 1913. The dollar has lost over 96 percent of its original value. So the dollars you've got today are worth four cents compared to the dollars, the, the same dollars a uh, hundred years ago. No, that I agree with. And so the other part, go. I want to, I just say at some point, you know, if you're sitting on your gold and silver, at some point you have to convert it to them buy food because you, they do not accept the gold and silver at the store. That's all I'm saying. Sure. And the, the, sometimes the con- conversion can go differently. It, it's not necessarily a, you know, a company that you would send it into and get spot price or, or whatever. I mean, I've taken uh, these uh, Liberty Dollars and, and traded them with individuals for uh, – they, they wanted to buy them from me at, at, uh, spot, at uh, face value, which is a little more than spot rate. So. Well, now, there's a difference between the Liberty Dollar um, alternative private currency, which we talked about earlier – and just gold bullion or some other gold uh, numismatic, some coin of some sort, 
the difference is the Liberty dollar is intended to circulate. Mm-hmm. So when you've got a, a silver Liberty, which is a very beautiful one-ounce silver piece, it's got you know the Statue of Liberty's head on it. It's got a it's got a dollar amount, a twenty dollar amount uh, minted right there on it. You it is intended for you to hand that to somebody in for the pur- for the purpose of purchasing things. Now no one is required to take it from you. The only things uh, think people are required to take is Federal Reserve notes, and that's because it's legal tender, which means the federal government has passed a law saying you must take these if someone offers them to you for payment. Uh, but if you, if the person on the other end, the the store owner or the clerk or whoever, decides they would like to take a payment in silver, then they certainly are free to do so. Uh, and, and that's why the Liberty Dollar is such a, a brilliant product, because you can literally go out and buy things with silver at many locations. Many many businesses are uh, are well aware of the Liberty Dollar and are happy to accept the Liberty Dollar. And the other part is that you can go and, and just try it out and see what happens. So it's not necessarily that you can't do it. It's a lot easier with a Liberty Dollar than it would be a, a hunk of gold, for instance. Does that make sense? Well, how much, the Liberty Dollar, what is it made out of? Gold and Gold silver. and silver, my friend. And platinum and copper. Okay, well, if it's, I don't see if it's, it's made out of, if it's a dollar and you're putting a $20 stamp on it, then it's got to have some amount of precious metal. Yes, right. it's an ounce of, it's an ounce of right. silver. I've used a, um, a silver Liberty $10 to buy gasoline, to buy office supplies, to buy all kinds of things. Yep, I've, I've I've done, I bought ice cream, I bought office supplies as and well. I hand my car, a business card to the person and say, if you have any trouble using this, um, you know, putting this in the bank or anything like that, likely your bank won't take it. Um, if you have any trouble, you can call me. I'll come and I'll trade you Federal Reserve notes for it. But the person, um, you, you likely what happens is the person says, wow, this is real silver. I'm taking this home and I'm putting it in a safe. Yeah, it's just they just call it the Liberty Dollar. It's worth more than just one dollar. That's just the name of the, oh, the product. Okay. okay. Uh, the last thing I want to say is follow up with what I said. Uh, we talked about last week. I just thought of another thing. Remember, I'm the guy with the grocery store problem. You know. Oh yeah. Price, okay. Price right. Right. Okay. I always feel like I'm getting ripped off at the store. That's that's my thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a problem a couple years ago with my bank, and my statement is first. My statement is. You always guys say, you know, there's competition out there. Go to somebody else, or and you're probably going to say, well, stop your checking account and use money orders. But I had a problem with my bank, and they no longer return my canceled checks. And I like to keep a stack of my checks. I've had, you know, for the last 20 years, all of my checks. Mm-hmm. You mean the ones that you've you've given to someone, and that's cleared through the system? Yes. Okay. At, the, at the end of the, each month, they send me a statement and maybe six to ten checks that I've written that month mm-hmm. back in the envelope, and they no longer do that. They say, oh. Well, from time to time, if you need a uh, you know a copy, we'll give you an image or a carbon copy. Or That's what my like bank that. does. They give you a, basically a Xerox of all your checks. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, what I would do is find a bank that does that and sends still still sends the checks back. And the fact is, no, they all go to this system now. Right. So I am out of luck. Now the only other alternative would be then to give up a checking account mm-hmm. and go to money orders or. You know, some other way. Now, wh- you like that um, feature because why exactly? It's so much easier for me to keep track of my records just to have. I have a stack of checks now, probably about three and a half or four inches high, and that's not any big trouble for me to keep it in a cardboard box. And I can go back and I can tell you exactly, you know, who I've written a check to and what amount and what day. It's so much easier just to thumb through that. 
than to, than to keep records any other way. What about um, the, 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 the checks that have the two copies? Have you tried that? No, I don't like that. Okay. Well, I, I think you're out of luck, is what I'd say. Yeah, I'm out of luck. <laughs> no, I mean, I have gone to the uh, the system where I'm like, you know, I just hate these banks and their fees, and really what the problem is is I can't keep a checking account, uh, you know, uh, keep a balance in a checking account. But um, I have... Uh, I've gone to the the money order only system, and man, it is inconvenient. Here's my question, though. Um, first of all, well, first a point, and then a question. The point is that the marketplace may not be perfect, but it sure as hell is a lot better than the government offering all these products and services. Then you only really have one choice, and that's what the government offers. Uh, but certainly, the marketplace will do its do its best for the most um, people. But if most people aren't demanding, uh, or not even even if a significant uh, niche of people aren't demanding that service, then you are going to be SOL. But my question is, from a regulatory perspective, I know that the banks are highly regulated uh, organizations, and I'm just speculating here that do you think there's a chance that government regulations now prohibit banks from sending back checks? I don't know about the internal workings of the bank, but that'd be a good question for me to ask my, you know, um, branch manager probably. Right. It's I suspect. I suspect otherwise. I suspect that the banks um, say, you know what, we can just give them images uh, on, you know, it's, it's a heck of a lot easier just put them on the computer than to send these things. I to think people. you're probably right, Mark, but it's interesting that you've yet to be able to find a bank that's willing to uh, to do that level of service for you. So give it, you know, go to the bank and talk to the manager and ask them why. You know, why can't you offer this to me? There must hey, be a thank, reason. Th- thank you so much for taking the time with me. Thank you, sure. Bill. Great call as always. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. That is the idea here, why we call the show Free Talk Live. Still to come, Boston house-to-house firearm searches. It's happening. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there for free, including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, we've got them all archived right there on the front page of the website. An entire year's worth of the show, front page, download them for free at freetalklive.com. And American Consumer News is an online magazine which will help provide uh, you a steady stream of money-saving tips to help you get closer to financial freedom. The magazine discusses topics such as investing, real estate, frugality, debt reduction, and more. That's AmericanConsumerNews.com. Let's go right into the phone calls. Talk to Bill in Oklahoma. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yeah. Hi, hey. guys. How you doing? Great. What's on your mind? Well, uh, two things. First, uh, I wanted to respond to Bill from, I guess, Indianapolis Yes. Uh, as to why they're not giving out the duplicate checks anymore, and it has to do with identity theft. Uh, the criminals have figured out, or I should say the, the backyard chemists have figured out how to wash the checks completely so that it looks like a totally blank check mm-hmm. when they get uh, when they get done washing, uh, using the solutions to uh, avoid the ink off of the the checks, so they can go back and rewrite the checks over again. And of course, the banks they don't hire the most brilliant individuals, so they'll blindly just cash the check again and uh, cause problems for the person who actually owns the account. Yeah, so and the bank. That makes sense. So, therefore, if they don't send the customer their checks back, that's less checks going through the mail for some unscrupulous uh, mail carrier to open up and swipe. Or anybody who got it. I mean, people, sure. people go to your mailbox and swipe things out of it. Yeah. 
Right, exactly. And that's that's why they've all uh, pretty much gone to the uh, the Xerox copy checks. So it's actually uh, for your protection is, is the reason why they do that. Yeah, that's what they say, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, the second thing I wanted to bring up, I didn't know if you guys had gotten my email or not over the, the humorous Army uh, uh, partnership with uh, a local, uh, uh, I guess they, we call it a concert venue, uh, mm. here in Oklahoma City. Uh, well, I'm from somewhere else, but in Oklahoma City, we have this big thing called the Ford Center, and it, all the, the big acts come in, and they play when they're in town and whatnot. Sure. But... Uh, uh, they recently have gone into partnership with the recruiting office of the United States Army. Okay. Now, if you want to go and get tickets to your favorite event, that's fine. Now you also have the ability to, oh, I don't know, give uh, Uncle Sam the next four to eight years of your life while you're at it. <laughs> you can stop by, get your tickets, and sign up to be part of the Uncle Sam's Army all in one convenient location. Convenient. Yeah, Interesting. Nice. Yeah, and uh, they, uh, they said that this is just a pilot program, but if it's successful, they might outsource it to other venues, to a venue near you. How are they – I wonder how that actually operates. I mean, is the clerk – They have it uh, – I've seen it in action, and what happens is when you go into the Ford Center, mm-hmm. uh, there is, there's two booths. There's uh, there's a counter for uh, your your rifle purchase of your your um, of your um, event, whichever you want to go see. Uh, and right next to it is the recruitment guys standing behind the glass, just like if it was just like an ordinary ticket booth. <laughs> they are there to to facilitate any questions you might have, give you some pamphlets, and encourage you to sign up and do the patriotic thing by serving in Iraq. So you've actually been there and seen this in person, or did you see a news report on it? No, I've uh, well, I recently had to go make a purchase for some tickets to an upcoming concert, and I actually got to see a couple people standing in line uh, at the at the uh, army recruiting. Of course, they couldn't be any more than seventeen or eighteen years old, um, but there was a couple people standing in line waiting to talk to the uh, recruitment per- person while I was. Um, tending to my business at the other end of the of the uh, building. So the recruiters are behind a window. They're not like standing out. Uh, basically, no, no it's, a, it's a ticket booth. They've given them their own booth. I see their own ticket booth, just like you would walk up uh, and you know slide your your money underneath the the, the window area. To they'll sit, they'll do the same with you when they slip their little pamphlet. I wonder if they mention that um, you know AWOL rates are the highest they've been uh, since 1980. They're just saying that they're in desperate need of of uh, patriotic individuals who are eager to serve their country. So, are, so they aren't allowed to leave their little booth and work the crowd or anything like that. They have to stay there. I haven't seen them work the crowd. Uh, of course not. I haven't seen them in action when like a big venue, uh, big events occurred, mm-hmm. like you know, like the day of a show. I've never seen anything like that, so I, I don't know. Uh, I huh. just know that, that dur- during normal business hours, when the only thing that's really happening is people purchasing tickets for an upcoming event, that's what they're doing. I, I mean, it's 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 not as objectionable. I mean, from your description, it's not as objectionable as it could be. For instance, if they were able to, you know, shout out to the people waiting in line uh, to actually oh, go out and work coax. the crowd. They 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 try to cope you over when you walk in the door because when you walk in the door, the first thing you're going to see is their shiny little face. Oh, really? 
And then, you know, they're like, hey, you know, um, you know, they'll hold up the little pamphlet and whatever, and you just have to, like, shake your head no and do your own thing. I, I yeah. would think that uh, the anti-war groups would be interested in a boycott of this particular stadium and whatever shows are coming to it. Um, for instance, I mean, if they if they were to book a, sh- a show that might actually attract a you know more liberal or anti-war audience, that uh, you know th- that might have a, a negative turnout as a result of this uh, military presence at this private venue. I I would try to organize something if well, I were. Well, likely on their it's side. not entirely private either. Um, That's a lot of these uh, a lot of these auditoriums get uh, you know. The, the well, local this, municipality. Well, this one is particularly funded by Ford Motor uh, Company. You know, that's their chief advertiser, hence right. the name of the stadium. Right, but there's um, still those those things are often built, you know, not before they're sponsored or anything, but often funded. built by taxpayer funded. Yeah. I'm not saying that that one is. I don't know. Yeah, well, it was it was, well, it was partially subsidized by taxpaying dollars, but yep. that's, that's that happens with all major stadiums. But uh, you're not going to find too many people out here. Uh, even the, the libertarians, for the most part, uh, they uh, have strong values, or that's instilled by their parents that you still have to be uh, patriotic in time of of, of uh, great uh, peril. So not much chance. Of I think a patriotic's great and everything. I just think that the the army is uh, essentially run by a bunch of politicians who have an agenda beyond what the American people's yeah. agenda is. Bill, thanks for the call and the alert. We appreciate the news. Maybe not the American people's agenda, but maybe the American people's best interest. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Bring up whatever's on your mind. So basically, Bill's saying that there's not really enough interest for a possible boycott there. So, Hmm. I don't know. If it works, then that means they'll be trying this at other stadiums. They will. And really, what's their budget? What's their budget for recruiting these people? Whatever it takes. Apparently so. I mean, this is, it sounds, they just keep getting more and more desperate. There's news story after news story about how the uh, the Army, for instance. Now, <laughs> the Air Force, the Navy, they're not having as much trouble. The Marines, they're not having as much trouble. Not a lot of sailors getting blown up in Iraq, I'll tell you that. Right. Um, and, the, you know, the guys flying the jets, they're relatively safe. The Marines are doing pretty well, too, and, and certainly they're taking their casualties. But the Marines are a pretty elite corps, you know, and right. people that, that join that, you know, they're... they're Hoo-ha. So the military, the army specifically, has been lowering the uh, the, the requirements mm-hmm. in order to keep. They're taking ex-cons and dum-dums and. Right, right. They lower the bar, lower the bar, and they, they even though they are lowering the bar, they still aren't making their recruiting goals. So that's why they keep lowering the bars because they just can't quite make it happen. Offering more money at the same time, offering more perks and benefits, that sort of thing. Still having a tough time getting people in. I wonder why. Well, if they I offer think... enough money, they won't have any problems. But well, you're right. But still, there are going to be uh, there are going to be some people that are just going to turn up their nose at a, at a even very very generous offer simply because it ain't worth it if you're going to get killed. Right. Right. So I think that's the number one reason why they're having trouble, not because the the money's not necessarily that great, but simply because why would you want to get killed or even risk getting killed? All for a war that really doesn't have anything to do with protecting America. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. It's not a war. It's an occupation. 800-259-9231. Coming up here, gun rights and property rights, all going to be tied in together. Now, it's not – it hasn't yet gotten to the point – of total tyranny as far as house-to-house searches for guns is concerned. Mm -hmm. It has happened before in 
Louisiana after Hurricane Katrina. Cops and National Guard members were sent house to house to demand that people turn over their firearms. Right. Most people complied. That's pretty scary on its own. Uh, there were a, a handful of people that refused to comply, and they were allowed to, as from what I can understand from the videos and the news reports we saw... They didn't shoot them. They were allowed to continue staying in their house. Yeah, uh, yeah whatever. But it's pretty... Go on to the a, next house where we can get some more guns. You know, it was two years ago now, and it was pretty disturbing at the time. I wonder if those people got their guns back. No one no. knows. Nobody knows. Please. Um... So that was a disturbing enough story, and, and it was sort of a harbinger of things to come, right? This is how it could be in America. They are, if they've done it once, they're going to try it again, right? Going house to house. Well, now they're going to try it again in Boston. Except the circumstances are a little bit different this time. No hurricane. So why are they doing this? More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the live Saturday edition of the program, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. Hi, Mark. And Mark. You're doing a radio Sorry, show. Sorry, Julia's in her chair, and I'm thinking that she's on the air. Sorry. Mm-hmm. 1-800-259-9231, referring to uh, my girlfriend, Julia, who normally co-hosts on Friday nights with us. If you'd like to hear her, you can go to the archives at freetalklive.com. Uh, once again, 800-259-9231, starting this hour out with a pretty disturbing story out of uh, a city where you expect stories like this to come from, Boston. In fact, the whole state of Massachusetts, uh, you expect stories like this. Massachusetts being one of the biggest government states in the entire country. And one of the more anti-gun states as well. Uh, the, the politicians in Massachusetts, uh, the mayor of Boston specifically, has been known for accusing people in Vermont and New Hampshire and Maine, which all three states have much uh, much less restrictive gun laws mm-hmm. than Massachusetts, They've accused the people in in those three states of being... The states themselves. Yeah, the states themselves. um, You're allowing people to smuggle guns into our pristine state. Uh, we, uh, all our crime is your fault. Exactly, yes. Of um, course, there's there's very little crime in Vermont, New Hampshire, and and Maine. Right. Where people are allowed to own guns. To carry guns, yeah. And there's a great deal in Massachusetts where they're not. (laughs) This is, you know, this is the same state that has a total prohibition on fireworks. Just to give you an idea of the kind of politicians we're talking about. So here is the latest from Boston.com. Boston police are launching a program that will call upon parents in high crime neighborhoods to allow detectives into their homes without a warrant to search for guns in their children's bedrooms. Well, that's it's it's a little weird. Um, uh, I don't recommend. People participate in it, but uh, and I don't think that we, they should be spending our tax dollars on on that particular uh, thing. But if mm-hmm. a parent wants to let a police officer come in their house and search for guns in their child's room, um, certainly, that certainly. they should be allowed to do such a thing. They are fools. It will cost them a fortune if the cops do find uh, a gun because they're going to charge their kid, and then who's going to defend them? Well, the program, which is, and and I agree with you, Mark, that in theory, a parent should, if they're interest, if this is something that a parent is interested in. Uh, they should be allowed to do this and, okay, uh, yeah, by all means, have a cop come into your home and poke around, whatever. 
But the way they're going about this isn't, it's not like they're just offering this as a service. Let me continue. The program, which is already raising questions about civil liberties, is based on the premise that parents are so fearful of gun violence and the possibility their own teenagers will be caught up in it that they will turn to the police for help, even in their own households. In the next two weeks, Boston police officers who are assigned to schools will begin going to homes where they believe teenagers might have guns. The officers will travel in groups of three, dress in plain clothes to avoid attracting negative attention... Well, because nobody in these neighborhood, these high crime neighborhoods, knows what a cop looks like in plain clothes. <laughs> uh, and uh, they'll they'll ask the teenager's parent or legal guardian for permission to search. If the parents say no, police said the officers will leave. Good. Now again, you know, uh, okay, come around. I'm just going to ask. Oh, but wait, there's three cops. So right, it's not and like the way they're going to phrase it is, excuse me, ma'am, we have to ask you to allow us to go in, um, inside so that we can search your uh, ch- child's room. Right, right. That's it how they do it. It doesn't sound like a question. It sounds like an order. Right. I'm going to have to ask you to allow me in. We need to search your your kid's uh, bedroom right. for guns. We have, we no, but remember, they're only targeting the kids that they're suspicious of. So whoever it is at the school, that's going to allow them to say, excuse me, ma'am, uh, we have suspicions that your teenager might be harboring a Please uh, step aside. A gun. I have to search his room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm laughing. I asked her because... to step aside. She stepped aside. Right. What? What? <laughs> right. Right. Please. Again, this is what they're trained to do. They're trained to use these, uh, these phrases that sound authoritative. They, they're trained to deliver these unassuming, what are otherwise unassuming words, ask, please, that sort of thing, in a very authoritative demeanor. Now, they're going to identify themselves as police when they get to the door. They're going to have their badges and everything. So it's going to be quite clear who the parents are talking to. And many of these parents in these neighborhoods are probably already quite frightened of the police. Again, these are high-crime neighborhoods. Probably means that there's a lot of drug busts and that sort of thing that, mm-hmm. uh, that, that occur here, which means that inevitably many of these parents have had friends or sons or daughters already uh, been harassed or arrested by the police on minor so-called crimes like possessing drugs. So they're probably very frightened of the cops and intimidated by them to begin with. And if you don't think the cops are going to use intimidation... As part of this program, you don't know cops. So this is a dis- really upsetting and anti-freedom and disturbing program. Right. If program. parents are concerned about their children being involved in, in gun violence, then those parents should do a little parenting and go yeah. into their child's room and take a, you know, throw the place. Yeah. I mean, the idea that a parent is too frightened to go and check out their own kid's room is seems pretty absurd to me, but that's the excuse the police are using to unveil this new program. Now, the officers claim if they find a gun, they will not charge the teenager with unlawful gun possession, unless the firearm is linked to a shooting or homicide. Interesting claim. The program was unveiled yesterday by the police commissioner, uh, Thomas Nolan, former Boston police lieutenant, who now teaches criminology, says, I have a queasy feeling anytime the police try to do an end run around the Constitution. The police have restrictions on their authority and ability to conduct searches, and the Constitution was written with a very specific intent, and that was to keep the law out of private homes unless there's a written document signed by a judge and based on probable cause. Here, you don't have that. Critics say they worry some residents will be too intimidated by a police presence on their doorstep to say no to a search. Remember, three big intimidating cops standing out, flashing badges and saying intimidating sounding things. What do you think most people are going to do? Well, you know, 
the same thing they do when they have the option of telling a police officer that they can't search their car. Right. And a police officer says, I'm going to have to ask you to step out of the car right now. Uh, I'm going to be searching the car. Or, you know, I'm going to have to ask you to allow me to search this car. Mm-hmm. You know, the, they, what, they, what do they do? They let the cops search. They sure do, over and over again. And you don't have to. If a cop is asking you to search, you can say no. And the reason they're asking is because they don't have your consent. And so they're playing that same game now with homes. Mm. I mean, the idea that this is now expanding. The cops wanting to search everything that you could possibly want to keep private. Your, the inside of your vehicle, the inside of your home. Now it's, it's gone from just being vehicles on, on traffic pullovers to just approaching people's houses and asking to come inside and look around. What if they find a, you know, the kid's bong or something like that? What are they going to do then? I would assume that they're going to take that, too. Hopefully they won't charge him with that, either. Well, remember, we're trusting the cops to stick to their word here. <laughs> and they're not so good at sticking to their word. Well, because if they have a warrant, if you've got a warrant to come into to somebody's home to look for a firearm, and in the process of looking for the firearm, you find a bong... They will take the bomb because it's contraband and it's illegal, but they can't charge you with anything. But if there is no warrant and you have consent to go in and search for guns, right. you've been given audible consent and you don't have a warrant saying specifically... Then they can charge them. Yes, they, they can. absolutely can. They're, they're saying that they're, they're not going to, but they can. Yep. And this is absolutely the, the case. The, the verbiage that he used there was uh, an end run around the Constitution, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. It's them trying to get around the Fourth Amendment. They want you to waive your Fourth Amendment rights. They want you to surrender uh, to them. They want you to, to consent to allowing them to turn your life upside down. That's what's going to happen here. And also, I'm curious, what do you think? Teenagers. Hmm. Are teenagers in America more likely to have a bag of marijuana in the top drawer of their uh, of their dresser or a firearm? What do you think? I, I, I'd say that that's probably a rhetorical question. <laughs> so, I mean, this is almost uh, a cover for drug searches. Mm. Anyway, uh, let's see. Amy Reichbach from the ACLU says, Our biggest concern is the notion of informed consent. People might not understand the implications of weapons being tested or any contraband being found. But Davis said the point of the program dubbed Safe Homes is to make the streets safer, not to incarcerate people. No, that's what cops are here with. They're here to keep <laughs> you safe. It's not police's job to lock people up. They don't get promotions based on the number of arrests that they get. Right. And, and the idea that, that just going around and taking firearms from teenagers' rooms is going to make Boston any safer is absolutely absurd. If they actually go and do what they're saying they're going to do and take a gun from a teenager's dresser. Well, a teenager's not going to be charged with a crime or anything, supposedly, so he's going to go out and get another gun and hide it better this time. <laughs> More on the way, 800-259-9231. Want to hear from you on this. Do you think that uh, the cops are doing good? Are you on the side of the police with this one? 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. Live Saturday edition. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where the features are completely free. The wiki's there with over 1,450 pages created by listeners like you. Just go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. W-I-K-I dot freetalklive.com. And you can wow and amaze your techie friends. 
Cubs with a new Zero Blaster. It shoots uh, shoots smoke rings up to 12 feet. They're the perfect gift for anybody who likes neat stuff. Get your blaster at ZeroToys.com. That's ZeroToys.com. So, talking about a pretty disturbing story out of Boston. And this may very well be a... uh, (laughs) Knowing how governments like to share bad ideas amongst themselves, uh, this may very well be coming to a city near you. Right. This is really just a program. It doesn't require any legislation or anything like that. Yes. It just requires the, the police chief to say, you know... Let's do this. Let's do this. What they're doing is, uh, in the next two weeks, Boston police officers, according to Boston.com, Boston Globe, are going to be going to houses of... Uh, they're going to go to the homes where teenagers live that they think might have guns. So they're going to, you know, draw up a list of suspects from whoever's at the high school, and they're going to approach the people's homes, and then whoever answers the door, they're going to ask them if they can search the teenager's room, supposedly to find firearms. Seems to me like they're more likely to find drugs, and the article does address the drug issue, um, which we might get to, but the fact is, this is a... This is a just a scary story. Uh, as we pointed out earlier, the cops are very intimidating. They're going to be sending the cops to the doors in groups of three, mm-hmm. as though they need three cops to search uh, a teenager's room. No, what they need is three cops to be three times as intimidating to the parent or guardian well, that answers the door. If they sent one um, police officer, then the parent would likely stay in, be in the child's room while mm-hmm. they uh, while the police officer searched. And police don't really like it when you're there in the presence while they search your stuff. Yeah. They like to be able to do it on their own, so I don't, you know, I I don't know. It's not like it's never happened that a police officer has planted um, something, in, in, sure. you know, in a in a room, in a car, or wherever. I'm not saying that every cop does that or anything, but they like you to be outside of the room. And so you think maybe one cop might sort of uh, right w- uh, pull one, aside the parent and what, interview them while right. the other two search, and the other two throw the room, right? And they're claiming they're not going to charge the kid if they find a gun. They're not going to charge the kid with unlawful gun possession. Uh, But once again, you have to rely on the word of the police. There's no real... Again, as you say, there's no legislation here. There's no real uh, strict program for them to follow. They're just promising things. And regarding the, um, the the situation of not being able to charge somebody, I seem to recall a case. And now, don't quote me on this. Somebody do your research on it. But I seem to recall a case in Chicago had something to do with child porn, where they found some drugs. They didn't find child porn, but they found drugs and they charged the person with it. And the Supreme Court said it was okay. So you're saying I was incorrect, then? Maybe I'm living in the old America where yeah, you I, had actually have to have a warrant identifying the items to be seized in order to charge somebody? I wouldn't be sure um, uh, either direction. Nonetheless, it's, uh, it's, it, this country is going in a very disturbing direction. Uh, you know, they're approaching people and to essentially being very pushy about coming into your home now. Mm-hmm. This could happen to you very, very soon. And if you're all by yourself and the cops show up, you get nervous, you get uh, you get upset, you're not sure what's going on, you might want an explanation, but they're using terms like, you know, we got to ask you to let us in and search their room, you know, search your kid's room, and which is, again, going to encourage people to just say yes, because people, they're not... They're not accustomed to saying no to the police. Right. And the police are trained and, to be intimidated. Right. And the police are trained to um, phrase things in a, in a manner that right. saying no so, doesn't sound like a very good idea. So I want to hear from somebody that thinks this is a, just a peachy keen idea that the police should be going out and doing these sorts of things. Uh, that's, I'd love to hear a call like that. I don't know if I'm going to get it. 800-259-9231. Someone defend the cops here. Let's go to Sissy uh, calling from Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hey, Sissy. 
Sissy, going once? Yeah. Indy? Sissy's right here. Hey, i got to hurry up and talk. My phone is about to go out. Okay. This is Sissy in Indianapolis, your best friend. Yes. And, uh, yeah, the game did come on, so I had to come in the house and go on your computer. I was listening in the car. Oh, and That's excellent. a real bummer that the game supersedes you. Yeah, well, you know, the games pay the bills, I guess. <laughs> but, anyway, I'm not, talk- I'm not calling tonight to talk about ex-offenders and all that other stuff like that. What I do want to uh, refer to is uh, the situation you're talking about with the Boston police. Yeah. And are you familiar with the D.A.R.E. program? D- yes, it's, an, uh, it's just an okay. abject failure. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that because the D.A.R.E. program was such a failure and they couldn't get the kids to come out of the house and tell on their parents, <laughs> now they're going to go in there and see what's going on. Well, now I'll hang up and you give your opinion on that. My phone's dying. Thank you, Sissy, for the call. Uh, not quite exactly the same situation. In the D.A.R.E. program, they tried to get the, the kids to snitch on their parents. Mm-hmm. So if your kid went to your fifth grader kid went to his D.A.R.E. class, the D.A.R.E. officer might say, okay, now, boys and girls, now this we is know a that joint. Drugs are, drugs are bad. This is a marijuana cigarette, and this is a bong, and this is marijuana. And have you seen any of these in your house? Do your parents smoke marijuana? Now look, we're not going to harm mommy and daddy. We just want to get them help some them. help. So you just tell us if mommy and daddy are using marijuana or any of these other drugs we have <laughs> up here to show you today, and we're going to help mommy and daddy because mommy and daddy are sick, sick people and they need our help which of course the kids are 10 years old so they don't know uh and especially if the parents haven't been up front with the kids you know if they've been trying to hide their drug use Mm. then it'll look even worse and i can tell you as a kid i used to like to go through my parents dressers and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. just find stuff and you know I, I i gotta say that uh i'm sure that if they're if parents are smoking pot their kids know Probably the case. Seen something. Uh, so it really depends on the level of education of the kid, because by, by age 10, you can have him pretty much understand that, look, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. Whatever you do, don't tell the cops at school. But I don't know if a lot of parents do that with their kids. So uh, many parents have their own children snitch them out to the police. And that's what she was referring to with the, with the D.A.R.E. program. This is sort of the reverse. This is like the parents just stepping back and not doing anything to protect their kids. Because the police are coming in looking through the kids' room, not the parents' dresser. So it's, it's similar, but it's sort of a reverse situation. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Becky, listening in Keene on WKBK. Hello, Becky. Hi, you guys. Good. What's, What's up? What's up? Uh... I'm the person last week that told you about the cop that was actually my cousin's best customer. Yes, uh, the drug dealing cop, right? Yes, he's he was also the teacher of my dare program, so there you go. <laughs> oh, so um, it's such irony. Oh yeah. Hypoc- um, hypocrisy. Talking about the the gun searches in Boston. This yeah. is the same city that actually had controlled riots during the the latest World Series win. So uh What's a controlled riot? <laughs> um cops surrounded everywhere but people still fighting and turning over cars and They take their sports very seriously in Boston, I'll tell you. Even Yeah, I'm a Met fan, so what are you what are you going to do? Even out here in Keene, I've seen people just oh, acting Oh god, yeah, if I see another Red Sox thing, I'm going to freaking puke. <laughs> they, they just act crazy at these uh at bars sometimes. So wait, you're oh, yeah, saying you're saying the cops surrounded the crazies and they yeah. didn't actually stop them from d- doing yeah. destruction? 
It was for protection of other people, so people don't, like, get trampled and all that crap. A lot of good these people, these cops are at uh, protecting and serving. It's just a no, oh, just yeah. nonsense mantra. Becky, if you had more, uh, hang on, we'll bring you back. 800-259-9231. Didn't know if you had any specific comments on the gun situation. Cops are trying to elbow their way into people's homes and search them with their consent. This is a disturbing trend that I expect to see spreading. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. It's all free. 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. Place to go. Live streams are there. Broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. By the way, want to uh, invite you to get signed up for the Liberty Forum this weekend. Why this weekend? Well, because you get 25% off. And that's a pretty sick. I mean, the deal's already good for a convention, mm-hmm. but 25% off is even better. I'm surprised that they're doing it at all because they, they were so busy the last time. Yeah, they certainly don't have to. This is just for Free Talk Live listeners. Ah, that's you have the reason. To, you have to know the special promo code. It's, it's 2008FTL, all one word, 2008FTL. You punch that in, you'll get 25% off. Registration, meals, T-shirts, and anything else that you buy when you sign up for the Free State Project's New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Now, space is filling up fast, so get registered now. I think you have till the end of the weekend, as I understand it. Uh, so, once again, go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. You'll learn about all the exciting speakers and events and things that are going to be happening. We were there last year. It was an absolute blast. I'm looking forward to, to going back. It's going to be even bigger and uh, better this time. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. If you are even in the slightest bit concerned about liberty in America today, uh, the state of liberty and, uh, and helping advance liberty and spread freedom and the ideas of, uh, of liberty, this is the place you need to be. This is the event, the liberty-oriented event of the year. It's a blast. And now you get 25% off if you register now. It's informative during the day, and it's a party at night. Once again, that code, 2008FTL, all one word, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Let's uh, go back. I think Becky's still on the line listening on WKBK. We're talking about a uh, really sick story out of Boston. Uh, police are going to be going house to house and in so-called high-crime neighborhoods and pressuring people into letting them in to search their teenagers' uh, room for guns. Now, Becky, you live in New Hampshire. Do you feel like yes, this sort of a program would ever fly in New Hampshire? God, I hope not. With the motto, live free or die. Let's hope I not. Mean, huh? Let's hope not. And of course, they were trying to, you know, the, the, the good folks in the uh, state house were trying to uh, pass a uh, seatbelt ordinance yes. uh, earlier this year. Fortunately, <sighs> we stuffed that back down our throats. I don't think they would get, I don't think it would, they would even ever try it in New Hampshire. I think that the uh, the cops here, at least here in in Keene, where we do the show from, uh, I think that the cops are a lot different than city cops. Mm. Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, there are a few cops around here that are you know hungry to get promotions. One cop in particular that'll mm. do anything to get a promotion. Well, we don't need to name names. No, but, uh, no, but he's really into computers. <laughs> you know oh. what I mean. 
Mm, that guy. All right. I think yes. I know who you're talking about. Thank you for the call, Becky. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. There's uh, one cop here in Keene that does uh, investigations of the online chat rooms and that sort of thing. Mm. I think that's who she's talking about. Anyway, 800-259-9231. This is a disturbing story. I want to give you a little bit more information about it because it is something that people need to think about and need to be prepared for because there's a chance this could happen to you someday. Look, it's only going to happen in Boston for now. There, this could easily go to New York City, Philadelphia. I mean, you you name it. Any police department can do this because, as you said, Mark, it's just a program. It's just a uh, something that they're coming up with. Right. It doesn't require an act of legislation for them to uh, to get permission to search your house. So they're going to come up and try to uh, strong arm you, verbally, you know, intimidate you, and maybe even physically intimidate you into letting these cops in to to poke around. And before you know it, they're going to be looking to uh, to search other rooms in the house. Oh, well, you know, there's a chance that uh, little Johnny, you know, the, the idea is to go and search the teenager's room for guns. Mm-hmm. But who knows? They might say, like, well, we didn't find anything in here, but we really think that, you know, we have evidence from the high school that, you know, some of his friends have said. They could just lie. They're cops. They lie all the time. They, they'll often uh, sit uh, two defendants in different rooms and, and tell them, well, the one guy just snitched on you, so you better go right. ahead and we'll, we'll go easy on you if you tell us what happened right see it's legal for the police to lie to it you is. It, it, it has been ruled it's legal for the police to lie but not legal for you to lie to the police at least not federal cops i'm not sure about local ones but uh so they could easily go to you as a parent and say uh look uh, mr edge we didn't find anything in little johnny's room but we have a, uh, oh, a very goodness. high level of suspicion that he is carrying a firearm or is hiding a fire, firearm somewhere on this premises and we are going to have to ask you to allow us to search the rest of the home no. Yeah, but you know the <laughs> tricks, Mark. Right. Well, the the, the fact is um, they wouldn't have been allowed in my house in the first place. Because you know what they're up to. Right. But if you were just the average city dweller who's used to being pushed around by the government, who doesn't have this you know small government outlook like you do necessarily, and it doesn't understand the Fourth Amendment, has never read the Fourth Amendment, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue upon probable cause or except probable cause, blah, blah, blah. So uh, nobody in those, very few people living in cities or in anywhere in America have read the Fourth Amendment. So they're going to get pushed right over by these cops. And they're not going to know how to say no to the police. So I think this is going to expand into more than just the teenager's room. And I think that they're definitely going to confiscate a lot of drugs in this particular case. But going back to the story from Boston.com, still, by the way, want to hear from somebody that supports the police on this. 800-259-9231. The uh, One of the cops here says that this is an evidence we're going to present in a criminal case. This is a seizing of a, of a very dangerous object. He's claiming they're not going to incarcerate anybody. They just want to make the streets safer. said, I understand that people's concerned about this, but the mothers of the young men who've been arrested with firearms that I've talked to are in a quandary. He said, they don't know what to do when faced with the problem of dealing with a teenage boy in possession of a firearm. We're giving them an option in that case. Uh, also, but some activists questioned whether the program would reduce the number of weapons on the street. Jorge Martinez, executive director of Project Right, uh, said that the criminal whose gun is seized can quickly obtain another. I mean, right. teenagers can't just walk into the gun store and buy a gun off the shelf. They got that through some underground channels. 
whether they stole it from grandpa or they bought it from their friend at school, it didn't come through a legitimate channel, so they can just go right back underground and get another gun. He said there's still an individual who is an impact player who is not going to change because you've taken the gun from the household. The program will focus on juveniles 17 and younger and is modeled on an effort started in 94 by the St. Louis Police Department. Once again, bureaucracies always borrowing awful ideas from each other, which they apparently stopped the program in 1999 partly because of funding ran out for it. Police said they will not search the homes of teenagers they suspect have been involved in shootings or homicides and who uh, investigators are trying to prosecute. The cops said, in a case where we have investigative leads or there's an impact player that we know has been involved in serious criminal activity, we'll pursue investigative leads against them and attempt to get into that house with a search warrant so we can hold them accountable. Police will rely primarily on tips from neighbors. Oh, we love... Just more snitch society stuff. Mm. I thought that they were uh, they were getting it from the high schools, but apparently now if a neighbor suspects your kid, they'll call the cops and snitch them out, and then the cops will show up at your door and be very very pushy and try to get into your home and, ser- and search around. This is great. We just need to, we just need to encourage neighbors to snitch on their neighbors for more things: drugs, guns, grass is growing too high, whatever. Call the snitch line. They'll also follow tips from the department's anonymous hotline and investigators' own intelligence to decide which doors to knock on. A team of about 12 officers, and then they give the neighborhoods they're going to go to. If drugs are found, it will be up to the officer's discretion whether to make an arrest. So we were right, Mark. They're just... It's up to them. Yeah. And what do you think they're going to do? Well, um, you know, if you spent your time and uh, if you, if it's your job to arrest people, and you spent your time going out and and going to this home, and uh, you know you're with a bunch of other guys, you want to come back with someone in cuffs, right? I mean that that's what uh, that's what they look at at the promotion time. Oh, and by the way, parents shouldn't think that if it's their drugs that they find that they'll be safe, because they'll arrest anybody. It, you, if they find your bong in your kid's room, you say, well, right. it's not my you kid's, them, that's you mine. Let them, you let them search. Yeah. You're going down. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Want to hear from somebody that wants to defend the police here. The police going and pushing their way into people's homes and poking around, looking through their stuff on the flimsiest of pretenses. This is disturbing precedent. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. doesn't matter if you're shopping in any one of their 41 categories, if you're buying used or buying brand new. Free Talk Live gets a percent if you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. That's amazon.freetalklive.com. And your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does that bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com. For the sleep you've been dreaming of, that's SavvyRest.com. 1-800-259-9231. 
hmm, what do you know, Mark? Nobody's calling in to defend the police little home search program we're talking about here. Boston, Massachusetts, they... People uh, are probably disturbed by it. The cops are going to be going door to door when they get a tip from a neighbor, or they use their own intelligence, whatever that means, to determine whether a teenager might be uh, packing heat or storing the gun in his room. So they'll be going up to the front doors and using their copy ways, their uh, their very intimidating demeanor. And, by the way, there'll be three cops there to be triple the intimidation. They'll intimidate parents into allowing them inside. Now, it's supposedly a consensual search, right? They don't actually have a warrant or anything from a judge that says they have the legal right or whatever to search the property. They're getting the parent to allow them inside. And, in fact, they are – and I was speculating earlier, Mark, about how you know most people don't know their rights. Most people aren't aware of the Fourth Amendment. They don't understand the right to privacy in their homes and their persons and their, you know, their, uh, their effects. They don't get it. They don't know about it. And I was just sort of curious in my head as to, well, you know, how many parents would say yes? When, when the cops show up at somebody's front door, completely unannounced, and they say, excuse me, ma'am, uh, we got a report that your son might have been flashing a gun around the neighborhood here, and uh, we think he might be storing it in his room. In fact, we're going to have to ask that you allow us to come in and search his room. How many people are going to say, no, thank you, have a nice day, officer? How many? Um, Take a guess. You have numbers? I have some numbers. 20%. Those are the people who say no? 20% would say no? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Boston police, again, are basing this program off of St. Louis, which did it in the the mid to late 1990s. Mm -hmm. Uh, Boston police officials touted the success of St. Louis's program's first year when 98% of people that were approached gave consent to search, and St. Louis police seized guns from about half of the homes they searched. Wow. St. Louis police reassured skeptics by letting them observe the searches, said Roger Heimberger, a retired St. Louis police sergeant. Now remember, just because St. Louis police did it that way doesn't mean Boston police will do it the exact same way. Nor does it mean that uh, St. Louis police did it in the manner that uh, they did when the skeptics were watching. That's a good point. Uh, he also said, we had parents that invited us back, and a couple of them nearly insisted that we take keys to their house and come back anytime we wanted. But the number of people who gave consent plunged in the next four years. Now, they don't give you those numbers, interestingly enough, mm. but I'm curious as to why that might be. Because a few people got arrested, and then suddenly word was getting around, and then yeah. uh, organizations came out and said, hey, look, you don't have to let these guys in. Right. Don't let them in. I think you're right about that, Mark, because then, then they just go into uh, the, the cops' speculation as to why. For instance, support might have flagged because over time police began to rely more on their own intelligence than on neighborhood tips. That's not it. They don't. What they don't talk about here is the other arrests that they made, the confiscations that they made, the other things that they did besides the guns that they found. It's very likely that they, uh, you know, they arrested some kids for having some marijuana, or harassed some parents for who knows what mm-hmm. conditions in their home. And uh, I think you're right, Mark. Interest groups did spring up. Word spread that you can say no to these searches, and people started saying no. So information, very, very powerful thing. Uh, information is something that, that people need to have, and it's not hard for them to get. They just have to, you know, listen to the right radio show. <laughs> and luckily, we're on in Boston. 800-259-9231. So the lesson tonight is just say no to police searches. And here's an additional tip. 
if you aren't sure if the police are asking you something, ask them if they're asking. Right. If a cop says something to you like, excuse me, ma'am, uh, we were going to have to ask you to allow us to search this premises. Oaks, I'm sorry, sir, I, officer, I, I'm not quite sure on what you... Were you asking me or ordering me? Right, I just want some clarification. Yeah. Just, I just want to clarify what you said. just want to make sure I understood you correctly. Were you asking or ordering me? Mm-hmm. Then the cop will have to answer that question. He might try repeating his uh, mantra over again to see if... Right, because can, that's what he was taught, and yeah. he doesn't know what else to say. Right. Well, I'm going to have to ask you to, to allow me to search. Oh, so you're asking me. You are asking Then the answer's no. No. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You can ask the police questions, because especially in a situation where they don't have a warrant or anything like that. With a home, you're in particularly good shape, because, um, you know, as opposed to a car, a car they can bring out the dogs and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, go circle the car. And we've had police officers on this show say that those dogs can be enticed to alert on uh, nothing. Absolutely. So... You know, whereas with a home, they can't really, and, you know, they're they're searching for possible weapons. They just can't do anything about it. Right. They don't have a, they don't have a warrant, so they totally need your consent. If you refuse to give it, they should not be entering your home. But you have to know that you can refuse the consent, and you have to know when they're asking. So the cops have to answer your questions, especially in a contact situation. Remember, there are three possible situations between you and the police. There's contact, where the police approach you. Maybe you're on the street, or in this case, in your home. The police come up, they knock on the door, they want to talk to you, or whatever. That's a contact. Now, when a police contacts you, they're looking to get information for what purpose? To arrest somebody. That's what police do. They're not here to keep the peace. They're here to enforce laws. That's why they're called law enforcement officers now, instead of peace officers, what they used to be called. So, when they're asking you questions... They're trying to uncover information to give them reasonable, articulable suspicion or probable cause. Now, if they have reasonable, articulable suspicion, they can then detain you. That's the second step. So first there's contact. Mm -hmm. That's where they just approach you and start asking you things. Now remember, you don't have to answer anything, in fact, on a contact. During a contact, you are free to, A, not answer the door in the first place. Am I being detained? B, ask the question, am I being detained? That's another important question to remember when you're dealing with the police. If you aren't being detained, then you are free to go. If you are not free to go, you are being detained or possibly under arrest, which is the next step. Mm. So in a contact, you can either just refuse to even speak to the police officer. You can cut off the conversation at any point you feel comfortable with. I would highly recommend not getting into a conversation with them in the first place because, again, they're just looking to arrest somebody. And that could be you. Uh, and, you know, just turn around and walk away if you, if you have to. If you're on the street and a cop approaches you, you can ignore them as though they're not even there. Then there's the detention part. That's when they have reasonable articulable suspicion. They think a crime might have been committed. I don't have the exact definition of that in front of me. But if they have it, they'll let you know that you're being detained when, they, when, you, know, when you ask them mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you uh, are. There's probably uh, police officers right now listening thinking that we're over-informing the public on their rights. There's never a point of uh, over-informing. over-informing, right? And that just—it would just go to show how concerned a lot of police can be about people and their rights. There's a, a dearth uh, of information out there about the police, absolutely, as far as the public is concerned, and they need to know. 
So there's detention. Now, when you're detained, the reason the police have detained you is because they need to gather some sort of uh, actual uh, reason to arrest you. Uh, probable cause, I think, is the, the term I'm looking for here. They have to have mm-hmm. probable cause in order to arrest you and charge you with something. And that's what they're trying to do with the detention, you know, perhaps to go and uh, question somebody else or look for some evidence or whatever. And so then you uh, get to the arrest phase, which then you're completely in their custody. You are definitely not free to go. You can get out of a detention, but an arrest, you're going to you're going to the pokey. So there you go. Now you've hopefully learned something uh, a little bit new. And I know we had, do have cops listening, and many of those uh, police officers are friendly towards liberty. Oh, and absolutely. So, they, they want people to know their rights. I am not a police expert. It's possible I could have gotten a detail or two off there. And if you want to correct me, I'd love to hear from you guys. 800-259-9231. Run me through uh, contact, detention, and, uh, and arrest. I'm sure there's some factors I missed, too, like how you can behave uh, during a detention, what you can ask. And at any time, you can ask the cops questions. I mean, they can question. Question you, right? Mm-hmm. So ask them questions, too. Specifically, am I being detained? Are you asking or are you ordering? Mm. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. People hanging on. We're getting right to the phone calls here to kick off hour number three. And uh, we'll probably check in with the email box as well, see what you have to say. This is your show, and you can bring up anything. Still want to hear from you. It Just because we're changing hours doesn't mean that you can't call about the same topics. This is Free Talk Live, so anything goes. Police supporters want to hear from you if you think searching houses is a good idea. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Launching into hour number three of the live Saturday edition. Uh, All the features on our website, by the way, are completely free. Let's go right into the phone calls here. People have been waiting patiently. Let's talk to Justin calling from Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live. Justin. Hi. Um... You know, I was going to talk about how politics were our taboo subject in America, but, you know, you kind of moved me with what's happening in Boston. I mean, wow. With the police, uh, just for anybody just tuning in, Boston police are going to be going home, uh, going to, to teenagers' homes, uh, teenagers, they, teenagers they suspect of having firearms, and basically muscle their way in the front door. They're not going to actually have a warrant or anything like that. They're going to intimidate parents into letting them in and consenting to a search of their teenager's room, and they'll probably try to get them to consent to a search of the rest of the house while they're at it. This is a terrible thing, but you know I think everything has a backlash. Everything the government or police do always uh, comes back in their face. For example, the pharmaceutical industry—they've been lying to the public for so many years and and uh, selling products that are harmful to the public. And now the ma- most majority of the people are turning away from the pharmaceutical industry, and there now they're losing profits. 
Is that true? I mean, I, uh, first of all, I mean, the pharmaceutical industry isn't the government, and I'm sure a number of their products are doing a lot of good and helping people with, with problems, uh, though I, I understand there are some questionable drugs out there, and certainly the companies uh, deserve some uh, some fault for supporting the FDA. And, and they don't and make a real effort to, uh, to to research new products they sit on their patents yeah. a, a lot. So they've certainly got their problems, but I mean, is it true that uh, p- people are really turning away from uh, pharmaceuticals? Well, I'm one of them. I talk to people. I, you uh, do a survey, and then you ask them, do they trust the pharmaceutical industry? And they, they will unanimously say no. Three years ago, that wasn't happening. But now it's like people are – and people are actually turning to more herbal stuff, mm-hmm. more vitamins, and um, like that, myself. That may explain why the federal government has an interest all of a sudden in going and regulating herbal supplements. The the proposal proposals have been on the table uh, for a number of years now to get the FDA involved in regulation of vitamins and other uh, other herbal supplements, and that would be a major strike against the alternative medicine industry. That would be uh, hugely bad news. And I'm all for herbal. I've read Kevin Trudeau's book a lot of times. I'm not sure who that is, but... Uh, Kevin Trudeau, Natural Cures, they want you to know about? There's all kinds of books out there about her- herbal remedies, and a number of pe- a lot of people swear by these things. So I know, Mark, you, yeah. I mean, whenever I come down with a cold, you always whip out a bottle of echinacea. You must carry it around with your car in your car. Oh, or well, I've got something better than echinacea. I've got this uh, stuff that has echinacea, golden seal, zinc, uh, the, the whole deal. Oh, yeah? And I'm telling you, I believe... Firmly. What's it called? The cold bomb? Just knock out the cold? It's called something? ACP because the government wouldn't allow them to call it acute cold formula, or ACF, a, a, acute cold formula anymore. Right. It's, it's uh, by a company called Buried Treasure, which I just find the strangest name. Well, it's an interesting name because these herbal remedies, you sort of have to go digging in order to find out about them. Mm-hmm. You can go into an herbal remedy store, but they're not allowed to advertise the benefits of the, these products. So they just got them stocked on the shelves. You sort of have to know what to look for and what to take. And that means you have to know somebody that knows something or go and do your own independent research. And that's that's a problem already. I mean, and that's the situation today where the FDA, by law, prevents these companies from making claims. It doesn't matter if they have studies to back up the claims. They just can't make them. Yeah, there was this one question I was getting to. Why? I wonder why is politics such a taboo issue in this country these days? When you talk about top politics, it's become a big taboo. You know what I mean? Have you actually, uh, I mean, have you encountered people trying to tell you to not talk about that sort of thing? Well, you know, yeah, it's from my observations. You know, I talk to people, my family members, my friends. It's like politics has become this taboo issue in this country. You don't talk about politics. Well, there's always been this old saying that, you know, in pleasant company, you aren't supposed to bring up politics and religion. I don't know where that came from, but I happen to disagree with it. I think that uh, it's now more important than ever to talk about issues with people. I mean, especially with the the Ron Paul campaign uh, being something that needs to be promoted don't a hold back. I mean, if you believe in freedom and liberty, you should be talking to people about it. At the very least, you'll find out who agrees and who disagrees, and then you can uh, decide to, whether or not to spend more time with those people based on their answers. I, I got a question about Ron Paul, yeah. um, just by asking. Um, I, I, I like the man. I like his message. But what would he do to reduce the power of the APA? The APA, what is that? American Psychiatric Association. What kind of power do they have? They have the power to lock people up unconstitutionally. Involuntary commitment, they force drug kids and 
uh, along with government programs. Ron Paul's like actually um, uh, introduced some uh, legislation that would uh, prevent psychiatric screening of kids in school. Um, you know, they wanted to, to decide, whether, we, we need to find all the kids with ADHD and, mm-hmm. and you know, give them <laughs> special stuff. So he's definitely on your side on that one. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Let's go to David in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, David. Hey, how you doing? Long live free tour. Hey, you got the Saturday show on there now. What's on your mind yeah, tonight? Yeah, it's great, man. It's good to hear you guys. Well, thanks for your calls. What's on your mind tonight, Dave? The guns. Uh, out, it's just that we live in a funny world. Like out here in Montana, if they searched a kid's room, they'd find a rifle right on the wall, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, it's, and back in the old western days, like the city dodge, you know, they said you got to leave your guns outside of the city because you guys are too crazy. So I guess if the shoe fits, wear it, you know, and and that's what's good about uh, the Constitution. It should allow, you know, certain areas to make up certain rules or whatever. Well, now the Constitution... You walk right into somebody's house and you ask them, these people are definitely living under fear, so... they're so afraid of the guns that, yeah, come on in and look for them. You know, the the people are allowing it. Well, that's the problem. Really the cops. Yeah, that is the problem. The people are going to allow the cops to search their homes, yeah, and it, it means they're going to find that's things. Going down. But if everybody was uh, familiar with guns, you know, like if they issue, if it was a law, you get issued a forty-five at birth because of the <laughs> Second Amendment. And that's another thing I want to touch. Everybody's all freaking about the Second Amendment's like getting attacked. And it if is. you think about it, the reality of the Second Amendment, it it's irrelevant. It's antiquated. It's it, it's not applicable because I should be able to have an atom bomb or shoulder fired armor piercer heat seeker rockets well i'm not sure what you do i can knock down an ibm with i can i can (laughs) icbm i'm sure that i I can address that we should be able to chip in and buy an atom bomb and declare ourselves you know a world power because that's i I disagree that that has anything to do with the second amendment because the very possession of a nuclear weapon is in fact a a threat because you can't shoot somebody who's threatening you with a, uh, a nuclear weapon, you can only destroy a large piece of real estate. What are you going to do with your pea shooter against a, a A-10 warthog or a bunker buster? Well, you that's... Know? This is what we're up against. You know, the, the cop... The, back, they took the Tommy gun away because the regular person was armed better than the cops. So you know, that much is true. The government wall. wants to have all the biggest guns and the biggest weapons. There's no doubt about they do. it. Dave, thanks for so the call. The Second Amendment is irrelevant. It, I don't it, know it, if it's irrelevant. It's still relevant because well, we still well, want to it support is it. Because you're, you're, the law is set up where you can't arm yourself as strong as the opposing. You're saying like they've made it irrelevant. Revolution, you could buy a cannon and a yeah. musket, and you were. Just as You're, okay, as so I'm going to clarify this. You're not saying the Second Amendment isn't important to you. You're just saying the government has essentially made it moot that they've uh, they've they've right, nullified right. It, it. It doesn't. It, you know, you, you, it, it's not. 
on the level that it was You're once You're absolutely was. right about that. The federal government alone has, uh, I think, over 20,000 gun laws Look on the book. Look what they did to the gold over there. They just walk in and take it. Yep. Look what they, yep. people vote for the medical marijuana. They just come in and take it. That's how Nobody, it is. They, they wear masks. They're a gang of thugs. Dave, thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. And like any gang, they don't want any competition out there. And so they know if they disarm the competition, which is you and I, uh, they disarm us or only allow us to carry pea shooters, then they can dominate us. And the reason why the Second Amendment was put in the Constitution was to allow the people to defend themselves against tyrannical governments. So I agree with Dave. Didn't, he wasn't communicating uh, initially, but I get it now. He's saying that the government has nullified the Second Amendment, and he's, he is right. Oh, it, it depends on it, enough Americans with guns. More no, on the way. Nullified. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there for free, including updates. Get signed up. We will keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show, you'll know first if you're on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates. FreeTalkLive.com. Sound money is under attack. The Liberty Dollar had its offices offices raided and all of its precious metals seized on November the 14th, 2007. To find out more, go to LibertyDollar.org and sign up for their updates. To help, get a paper Liberty Dollar and sign up for the class action suit also at LibertyDollar.org. Don't let the federal government shut down this important alternative in currency. LibertyDollar.org. 1-800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones. To the fun, Puke calling from Keene, listening on WKBK. Hello, Puke. Good evening, guys. Hey, you're on the Ampline. What's up? Oh, I just wanted to call in about an interesting story that I read this evening. Uh, as uh, most listeners who've been listening a while know that uh, Ron Paul did really well with his money bomb. Yes, uh, Ron Paul, uh, two, about two weeks ago now, on one day, his supporters... On a, they completely organized themselves on this. The cam- campaign had nothing to do with it. Uh, his supporters, just on their own, managed to raise over $4.2 million in one 24-hour period, setting a record uh, for the highest, I think the, the most contributions in one day for any of the Republican candidates, really going uh, to prove that Ron Paul is a viable candidate, mm-hmm. that his support is real, it's not just some phantom on the internet um, spamming polls, that his support is real, it is tangible, and it can't, and they can actually turn out and raise money for Ron Paul. It was an amazing day in uh, liberty-oriented history. So what about, um, what did you have? Well, he's uh, also, well, the, at least the, the campaign is a trendsetter because now we have four other campaigns doing a similar thing. <laughs> and uh, what I found humorous is that one happened yesterday for Barack Obama. Yeah, Barack Obama's he, uh, money bomb went boom. Yeah, he, he uh, raised an amazing four grand with 56 people. <laughs> Seriously? For, yes. Seriously, they were going for $5 million and uh, he got wow. four grand. So I thought that was pretty darn humorous. That's amazing. Now, before you go on, I mean, the Obama campaign is supposed to be the hot thing on the Democrat side. I mean, obviously Hillary's pretty popular, but Obama's like the next big thing, right? He supposedly has all these young people with their YouTube videos and everything. Yeah, he's also supposed to be Mr. Democrat Internet candidate. Yeah. uh, I guess 
you know, where where are all his spam bots? I guess they're not working for him as well as Ron Paul's, right? So, that's great uh, news. I mean, I would have thought he'd have done better than that, but that's amazingly low. So there you have it. I just I thought that was great that uh, you know these other candidates are trying to copy Ron Paul and uh, now wait, do you know who's next? Because I know that Huckabee is doing one. I think that Fred Thompson is doing one. Who's who's Thompson's next? Is in two weeks. Romney's uh, December seventh, and Huckabee. I don't know when. Uh, I thought Clinton had one too. Clinton. I, I thought Clinton know. had one too. I know she has a uh, a little sure. thermometer thing on her uh, website now. As a result. Oh, I'm sure they've all got thermometers <laughs> and, and flash animations, and they're you know they're they're running scared. They see a uh, holy crap. You know, it's not just one internet geek with a bunch of spam bots. It's real people with real money and real support. Yeah, they'd be better and, off not doing anything rather than actually t- attempting to match Ron Paul and falling right. so short. Yeah, because now Obama, he just looks like a total tool because, you know, he tried to do the same thing and nobody cares. Now, are these campaign-related? I mean, are the, are the campaigns organizing these? Can you tell? Or are they actually just the uh, the supporters well, that are organizing? Yeah, the one for Obama, he actually has a little thermometer thing on his website. Mm-hmm. And uh, there it says, Obama 08 raised 4640 bucks, 71 people. The goal was $1 million. <laughs> on his little thermometer, and it's just a tiny little crappy thermometer. Nothing, nothing like the Ron Paul campaign where they actually right. have people putting, uh, you know, effort into the, their animations and making it look good. So. so awesome, Puke. Anything else on your mind tonight? No, that was all. I just wanted to say. Uh, Thanks, thanks for there, sharing that. That was great probably, news. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I mean, look at the way that the campaigns are organized. The uh, the campaign for Ron Paul. Most of the actual creating of the campaign products and promoting Ron Paul and spreading the word about Ron Paul's campaign, most of that's all being done on a completely decentralized basis. The campaign isn't telling anybody what to do. All they've done is they put up a website with some information on it about Ron Paul, and they've linked to some ways for people to get involved. People are getting involved in doing what they think is best, Sort of like the the Free State Project, this movement of liberty-oriented people all moving to New Hampshire. Well, there's no instructions for them when they get here. The 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 purpose is just get here. And with Ron Paul, it's just spread the word about Ron Paul in whatever way is best for you. And people are taking that and running with it and coming up with all kinds of uh, just original ideas. People that have video cap- uh, video expertise are cranking out YouTube videos promoting Ron Paul. Uh, in our case, Mark, we talk about him on the radio because we can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people who um, have access to production facilities, uh, product production facilities, are manufacturing all kinds of original, interesting products. And yeah, it's people are the, making their own signs. They're right. making their own uh, vinyl stickers for the backs of cars. They're doing all kinds of things. And there's there are communication. There's communication happening between these activists. They've got these meetup groups where they actually meet in person. And of course, they're meeting online. There are forums dedicated to just Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have an amazing communications network that's in, very much internet based. And that's number one. The number one reason why the Ron Paul money bomb went off so well was because this the guy that created it was able to get the word out to the other Ron Paul supporters about this mm-hmm. without using the campaign's official mouthpiece. It was all done around the campaign and outside of the campaign. Whereas these other campaigns, these uh, Democrats and Republicans, the other guys, they're all centrally controlled. All top-down. They're all top-down where the, essentially the people that are helping the campaign are waiting for orders. They're sort of like, you know, soldiers, good little soldier, just standing out there. Okay, Hillary, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. 
uh, you know, that sort of thing. All right, Fred Thompson, I'm standing at the ready. You're going to do whatever I have to, whatever you tell me to do. And so then they wait until they're told what to do, and then they go and they carry those orders out. But that doesn't foster original thinking. Right. It doesn't foster innovation. A feeling of ownership in the can- campaign. Right. Uh, and that's why that's why I think Obama bombed on that uh, th- their little money bomb thing today. They didn't what four thousand bucks yeah. in twenty four hours. Yeah. Now R- Ron Paul got four point two million. I'm surprised they didn't try to stack the deck by uh, bringing in some corporate donors. Yeah, they because, weren't. Nah, they weren't really thinking there uh, as as far as failure goes. Because the thing with the Ron Paul campaign is his contributions are coming from individuals. As I understand it, he's not taking corporate donors. So the average Ron Paul contribution, I believe, is $40, whereas many of these other candidates, these well, are big it, money, the money people. During the money bomb, it was a little under 100 so it was like 90 dollars. Right. I was talking about all, yeah. overall. Just the, it's just, my point is there are just regular people giving to the Ron Paul campaign, while these big players, the Rudy Giuliani's and the Obamas, they're all backed by corporate interests. So why not call up some of your corporate buddies and have them contribute on the, uh, the money bomb day? Yep. And don't forget the 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 money bomb uh, guy who set it up, Trevor. Um, he he's a free st- uh, free state project member. Is he? I didn't know that. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So all these other campaigns are going to go ahead and give it their best shot, and then Ron Paul's going to do it again. It's uh, December seventh or the sixteenth. Darn it! I should remember I think this. It's the fifteenth. Tpartyo seven dot. Um, I'll get you the information here in moments. <laughs> 800-259-9231. Basically, they're going to be reenacting the Boston Tea Party online uh, with another money bomb for Ron Paul. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231, the live Saturday edition of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features for free. So enjoy those, including the archives, the wiki, the updates. We give it all away. Those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. So enjoy them on us at freetalklive.com. And perhaps you might just own or know someone that has a company that's struggling to collect money owed from past due accounts. What a pain. Delinquent accounts are problematic not only from the standpoint of diminished revenues, but businesses find themselves sidetracked by the arduous task of trying to collect on these accounts. Consequently, valuable time and resources are pulled away from principal operations. SACL CAI liberates businesses from inefficiencies and the vexing task of collections. SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That is, again, SACL, C-A-I. We talked uh, talked a moment ago about the Ron Paul money bomb. It happened uh, about two weeks ago. It was uh, an amazing record-setting day that stunned, I think, almost everybody. Uh, they raised over $4 million, $4.2 million in a 24-hour period. And it wasn't even the Ron Paul campaign. It was just his supporters self-organizing, doing what they do best. And they did an amazing job. So they're going to do it again. And I said I'd get the date for you. I said I'd get the information. It's December 16th. It's called Tea Party 07. You go to TeaPartyO7.com, 
And essentially what they're doing is they're celebrating the anniversary of uh, the Boston Harbor Boston Tea Party protest. Because that happened on December 16th of 1773. Except this time around, American citizens will be dumping millions of dollars into the Ron Paul presidential campaign instead of dumping tea into Boston Harbor. So, should be interesting to see if they manage to pull off more than $4 million. I believe they will. I think their target for the day is $10 million this time. And I don't remember what their target was before. They didn't hit their target, but the fact is they still broke the records. Right, still, as far as the uh, last money bomb, well, they shot for $10 million, right. um, which was you know, a huge uh, a, a goal. But as far as I'm concerned, shoot for the moon, maybe you'll get over the fence. So, uh, yeah, we're hoping to, uh, we'll, of course, keep you up to date on this as uh, as it continues on. Got uh, less than a month now at this point. So get signed up at TeaPartyO7.com. All you're really doing is pledging to contribute on that day. So they want to contribute. They want to have, uh, have 100,000 people contribute $100 on that one day, thereby totaling $10 bucks. So TeaPartyO7.com. I'm signed up. Are you? I haven't signed up, but I'm going to donate on that day. All right. Uh, so let's go to the phones, to the fun. Uh, talk to Chris in New Hampshire. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey. Just wanted to give you guys a little update on uh, the Liberty Forum. Oh, yes, yes. We've been talking about that tonight. Uh, our Free Talk Live listeners have a, a, an exclusive opportunity to get 25% off their registration and dinners and whatever else they sign up for, but they have to do it this weekend and they have to use the code 2008FTL. It's all one word, 2008FTL. What was your update? Uh, first thing, um, I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, SACL CAI is going to be our sponsor for Thursday night. They're sponsoring a welcome reception. We're going to have some authors, some reenactors appear. Oh, cool. Hmm. Really I always cool like the guys dressed up in the period costumes. I, I always think that's great. And they're all, uh, some of them are actually New Hampshire legislators. Oh, neat. Interesting. All right. What else? Um, also, there's about five or six authors in the Free State Project, some local, some also New Hampshire native liberty lovers like Gardner Goldsmith. Mm-hmm. They'll also be giving little speeches and doing book signings on Thursday night. Very cool. And as you guys know, our uh, our good friend Bernard von Nothaus, he's been scheduled to speak since day one, and I talked to him this week. He is dying to come to New Hampshire and talk about the Liberty Dollar. I bet he is. I believe it. After his home office was raided and all of his product and files and everything stolen or taken from him uh, by the federal government, hopefully he'll not be in a jail cell at the time for the the Liberty Forum because he's a little concerned about getting arrested himself. Uh, But uh, nonetheless, if he's a semi-free person, he will be in New Hampshire at the Liberty Forum. So that's that's pretty cool. And there's there's just a whole laundry list of people that are going to be there. I mean, I don't know if you mentioned F. Paul Wilson. He's a pretty famous author as well. He's going to be in attendance. Uh, Barry Cooper. I'm excited about meeting Barry. Uh, We really enjoyed having him on our show. Uh, He's a former narcotics officer, was one of the top uh, drug cops in the the country, if not the state of Texas, back when he was actually in the police department. Now he's changed sides. He's joined the the forces for good and is out there talking out against the war on drugs. So that should be really exciting to uh, get to hear him speak. And he'll be filming his new video. Part of it will be filmed in New Hampshire that weekend at the Liberty Forum. Oh, way cool. Way cool. What else do you have to share? Anything else, Chris? Uh, we also have a, another – we have a couple new speakers. We have um, the group from Freedom Law School. They're a bunch of tax a- activists. Mm-hmm. They'll be speaking along with Tommy Crier, who's a well-known tax protester, tax activist. Isn't Tommy Crier that actually, guy that uh, that won the court case against the IRS? 
You got it. He's going to be speaking on Saturday morning. But oh, I wow. want to hear him talk. That's exciting. They um they actually called us and asked us if they could speak at the Liberty Forum. Huh. Well, good. That just goes you. That just goes to show what kind of an event the Liberty Forum really is. That uh, liberty-oriented people from around the country are contacting you to try to appear at it. I mean, it's really that big, uh, that important of an event. It's. I think it's the premier Liberty event. In the uh, any, at any time during the year at this point, and this is only going to be the second one. The first one was this year. Chris, and probably saving one or more of the best for last. Free Talk Live will be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll so be we doing will. our broadcasts from there, yeah, doing at least two shows uh, live from uh, there on Friday and Saturday nights, and uh, looking forward to doing that because that was that was a lot of fun last time. We had we had a standing ovation at one point, Mark. I was, yeah, it was, was amazing. It, it was it was a fun way to do the show. That's for sure. All right, cool. So I'm looking at the right. uh, the Free State Project's website right now, and uh, people should go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to get signed up to learn more. There's even a little uh, promo video from uh, from this year's Liberty Forum that you can watch. Uh, information on the hotel. It's going to be taking place in Nashua this year. Last time it was uh, it was Concord, so uh, the little little more southern location. And because it's in Nashua, that means that people actually can get a, a, a free shuttle from the, the airport. Am I correct on that? That is correct. There's a free shuttle from the airport right to the hotel. Because that was I. I always said last year that one of my objections would have been because I'm just so you know frugal uh, that I wouldn't have wanted to pay for a taxi or rent a car if I didn't have to. I like the idea, especially in the dead of winter in New Hampshire, to be able to just step on a little hotel bus and get taken right to where I need to be. So that will be an option for people this year, which will make make getting to the Liberty Forum that much easier. Very cool. And the key is that we hope that people get their rooms now because the chance is that the New Hampshire primary could be on January 8th. There's no date yet, but that is a possibility. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you're thinking about doing it, you want to make up your mind today. Sure. You don't want to wait around and say, "Oh, it's getting closer" and that kind of thing, because you're gonna be, you're gonna be taking a cab to the hotel for the uh, you don't want convention, that. and you, you don't want to do that. Well, there's two other reasons you need to do it sooner rather than later, and sooner meaning this weekend. Uh, the number one reason is the hotel could sell out soon. I don't know. Do you know what uh, how they're doing as far as rooms and availability is concerned? Yeah, we're almost filled our block. And we're working on another hotel that's right next door. As soon as our block fills, we're going to try to get the Courtyard Marriott to uh, fill up as well. They right. offer us a block. We're negotiating price right now. But if you had your choice, would you rather be in the hotel where the convention's happening Absolutely. in January, Absolutely. or would you want to be next door? <laughs> now, wait. Now, here's a here's a point. You said a block of rooms, so that means that you guys have sort of reserved a certain amount of rooms. There's a chance that other rooms will be available outside of that block, but there's no guarantee of that, right? Correct. They they have not promised us at that rate as well. Right. So if you don't register now, you won't get the special rate, number one. Uh, number two, there's a chance a room won't even be available in the hotel. And number three, if you don't register now, you won't get the 25% off discount that we are talking about. So if you go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, and when you register, you punch in the code... 2008 FTL, all one word, 2008 FTL, you'll get 25% off. And that's that, to me, is the number one reason to get registered this weekend. Chris, great call, man. Thanks for the update. Right. Appreciate the clue to the... I mean, that's a, that was, by the way, an exclusive announcement. The uh, the guys you talked about, those tax guys, I'm not seeing them on the list of, uh, on the list of, of uh, guests here. So thank you for that. 800-259-9231. We're excited about it. Hoping to see you there at the 2008 Liberty Forum. Get registered. FreeStateProject.org slash Liberty Forum. If you do it this weekend, 
25% off with the code 2008FTL. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. Enough time for your call if you make it right now. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Two easy ways to help support the show. Number one, go to our store and shop. Buy some great Free Talk Live branded merchandise. I say great, uh, great, I mean good, very good quality. We did not scrimp, cut corners on the products that we're offering you. We've got Free Talk Live hats and T-shirts and hoodies. We've got flags. Uh, we've got the DVD Classic Archive Collector Sets, lighter bottle opener combos. Interesting stuff. All there at store.freetalklive.com. And uh, the other way you can help support the show is by buying my house at house.freetalklive.com. I'm serious. Very beautiful. 3-2. Uh, right there on the uh, sun coast of Florida, just minutes <laughs> from the beach. So if you've ever needed an excuse to move to Florida, you can buy my house and you'll like it. Trust me. House.freetalklive.com. And the price is right, too. So I would say priced just under market value. Just under. And it's been beautified. The yard's been cleaned up. The renters have moved out. It's ready for you to move in. House.freetalklive.com. All right, so we just um, finished talking about, well, first the Liberty Forum, but before that, the Ron Paul Tea Party, teaparty07.com, where people are signing up to contribute $100 on December 16th to the Ron Paul campaign. Well, I was informed that the guy behind the Tea Party, the guy behind these Ron Paul money bombs, Mm -hmm. Trevor, is uh, apparently a Free State Project member right? and is currently moving to New Hampshire. Right, he's moving this week. Yeah, right now he's in the process of moving here to New Hampshire, so that guy gets it. I hope that other people that are uh, backing the Ron Paul campaign will take a serious look at the Free State Project because it is our best chance for liberty in our lifetime, especially if Ron Paul doesn't win. In 2008, uh, the Free State Project will still be going on strong and moving ahead with uh, promoting liberty and freedom. Uh, and, and in other news, in related news to the Free State thing, VJ, remember we had him on the show? Yeah. VJ Boypotty from uh, from Operation Live Free or Die mm-hmm. at SeattleLiberty.com. VJ, his project is to get a hundred. Wait, no, a thousand people mm-hmm. to get a thousand people to move to New Hampshire temporarily. In order to help the Ron Paul campaign, because New Hampshire, by its own state laws, has to be the first primary in the country. So the idea, VJ's idea, was to coordinate and concentrate as much activism in New Hampshire as possible so Ron Paul gets the maximum results in the primary. Brilliant idea. Well, there's an update with him. Uh, According to Walt Thiessen at NolanChart.com, VJ Boypotty's been employed at Google for the past five and a half years working in particular at Google News. He's worked on article ranking, clustering of stories, the user interface, and nearly every part of the system. He says, It's cool hearing stories like the Nolan chart, where someone tries to create some original content to compete with the larger news organizations. It's what Google is really interested in, because it's all about people creating regional news. It's going to be hard to leave, but I can't think of anything more important than having a chance to do something like the Ron Paul campaign. Yes, you read that right. Boy Potty is quitting his Google job to go to work full-time mm. for no money on a political campaign that many pundits have already written off as unwinnable. Bear in mind that Google is one of the most desirable employers in America today. A Google job is highly prized, it means good money, and has great on-site benefits, has an ideal working environment, and so on. But it's more important to him to uh, provide liberty to 
Americans. Why on earth would someone leave a job like that for a political campaign that most experts can't believe uh, believe can't be won? Well, Boy Potty thinks it's an easy decision. Working for liberty in America is much more important. He's leaving Google to start and run the Operation Live Free or Die project. Now, with a name like VJ Boy, uh, Boy Potty, it sounds like uh, he might be, you know, not American by birth. He was born in Australia, as I recall. Now, and, and, you know, you hear all about these immigrants coming to this uh um, nation and they hate uh, and they they hate us and they they, they want to start a socialist government and they want to break away. Not VJ. Yeah, just making a point here. Not any not any immigrant I've ever met. Uh, so he's leaving to start up uh, the Operation Live Free or Die project full swing. It's an effort to round up a thousand volunteers from around the country and bring them to New Hampshire and to help Ron Paul have a chance to win that all important first in the nation primary. So far, 140 people have uh, have confirmed that they indeed will come to New Hampshire as part of Operation Live Free or Die. Wow! And I'd say that I mean, even if uh, even if only a hundred end up showing up, it's been a success. Because 100 people just coming to do Ron Paul activism, that's going to have a huge effect. It is. Uh, and who knows? I mean, maybe he will get to 1,000 volunteers. He still, he still has a, a little bit of time left here. Either way, he obviously doesn't care if he makes it to 1,000. He's quit his job for this. Talk about somebody who's dedicated and also talk about a good prospect uh, to get him to stay in New Hampshire. I mean, hey, you've already, already quit here. your job. <laughs> you, not like you have something to go back to besides maybe your your apartment or whatever you were living at. And that's another cool thing about this Operation Live Free or Dies is going to give the Free State Project a really a, a great opportunity to shine uh, because we've already got some of the best liberty activists here in New Hampshire. And they, um, and I know VJ is teaming up with the Free State Project to help his, his uh, temporary movers find places to stay, couches to crash on, that sort of thing. And inevitably, once, once they're here, they're going to see the activism going on. They're going to get excited. They're going to want to stay, Mark. That's what I think. I'm, I'm hoping that we can turn those folks into free staters. He says, uh, VJ says, we don't know what the date or when the date is yet, that is, of the, the primary in New Hampshire. So a lot of people haven't been able to commit. Uh, there are a bunch more who say that once the date is set, they can bring some more from their meetup groups. He says, I would guess that at the rate we're going, we'd get to about 500 by the time of the primary. The thing that's holding us back is that New Hampshire just hasn't set their primary date. Uh, if they set it for the week of Christmas, it will be a disaster. But the word on the street is that January 8th is the most likely date. And folks in New Hampshire seem to think that's the um, that's going to be the case. Some have mentioned it could be as early as December 11th, which obviously wouldn't be good news. I mean, the the further back it is, the more uh, the more people he's going to be able to recruit. He says uh, he was originally a leftist when he came to America, but that soon changed. He says I quickly realized that a lot of the economic ideas on the left just didn't work. Ayn Rand struck a very deep chord uh, when I saw an old 19, uh, 1977 TV interview with Phil Donahue on a VHS tape. Hmm. So it's really amazing that, you know, the message of liberty is so powerful that all it really takes is that one instance, you know, in his case, just coming across an old interview on a VHS tape, yep. opened his mind enough to, to uh, let the ideas of liberty in. Right. I mean, it, when, when logic is shown, uh, often people will embrace it. It makes you wonder how effective the Ron Paul campaign is going to be at bringing people into this fold and then keeping them here. Because mm. one concern has been bur- the burnout factor. You know, if Ron Paul uh, doesn't succeed and, 
you know, then what's going to happen to his activists? What's going to happen to all these people that have, uh, as they've been saying, you know, Ron Paul has cured my apathy, that sort of thing. What will happen to them? Will many of them uh, once, a a, once again return to the, uh, the realm of the apathetic? Or will they continue on and continue feeding their desire for more information about freedom and, and expanding their, uh, their paradigm? Boy Potty is heading out to New Hampshire in a week or two. His first step is getting housing for himself and then for people that are going to be coming in very soon, either for short weekend stints or for full-time volunteer effort. He says we've got a lot of people on the East Coast that want to come up every weekend. Uh, large furnished places for short-term rent are very difficult to find. They've got real estates on the job, and he's looking to pay 20 to 30% above normal rent in order to make this sort of thing right, happen. Right, whatever it takes. He told me that 10 people were on a planning conference call last night. One of them is the lead Paul meetup coordinator in New Hampshire, James Forsyth. Another participant in the call is involved in the Free State Project, which shows New Hampshire as its base a few years ago. Uh, the project has had a whole bunch of offers from people living in New Hampshire that can take people into their homes in small numbers. And Boy Potty says they're starting a database to track the volunteers versus the housing opportunities. If anybody can handle the uh, programming side of things, I'm sure VJ can do that. Uh, they plan to start a message board on the organization's website for volunteers to exchange contact info and coordinate travel plans with other volunteers and people who have rooms to rent. Once again, all of this is going on without anything being said from the Ron Paul campaign. Right, this has nothing to do with the Ron Paul campaign. Well, I mean, it's They're not promoting being, Ron Paul, right. but the campaign has not given them their blessing or seal of approval or anything like mm-hmm. that. They didn't ask him to do this. They certainly didn't ask him to quit his job. He estimates that about 20 to 30 percent of those who've already volunteered are planning to come for more than just a few days at a time. He says part of the crew from last night's conference call are already arranging buses and vans to carpool as many people as possible from all over the country. So they're talking about literally driving around, picking people up, and then, you know, you just come to New Hampshire and stay for a while Hmm. and work on the Ron Paul campaign. We'll get you back somehow. How many? (laughs) uh, Now, here's a question. Of the Romney and the Hillary and the, you know, McCain and all these other campaigns, how many of those campaigns have activists doing things like this? Like that? I don't know. Now, I have heard about uh, somebody who went from New Hampshire to Iowa for the Bill Richardson campaign, but they were an employee of the Bill Richardson campaign. The website for the Operation Live, Free, or Die effort, by the way, if you want to get signed up, it's a great excuse to come up here to New Hampshire and see what uh, what the activism here is all about and help the Ron Paul campaign, seattleliberty.com. That's VJ's website. Tell him Free Talk Live sent you. <laughs> seattleliberty.com. It has been Ian here with you. And Mark. And uh, this has been the live Saturday edition of the program. We will join you again on Monday night. And in between now and then, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Hey, if you've liked the show, you've been listening on your local radio station, call your local program director Monday morning and tell them thanks for airing Free Talk Live. Have a great weekend. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.